Hello everyone, this is Weekday Devotion with Pastor Daniel. Glad you're here with us. Today we're going to be in Daniel chapter 10. And we began this yesterday by looking at just the first verse and kind of looking at context. Uh, It's 536 BC. Uh, The Jewish people now have been kind of in progress of going back to Jerusalem. And uh, the 70 years of exile have come to an end, just as the prophet Jeremiah had foretold. And Daniel is great with grief because he can't go back, but also he hears his people, the Jewish people, are encountering a lot of obstacles and opposition to rebuilding the city. And so Daniel is grieved for them. Well, in response, we're going to see what happens beginning today. Daniel's 10, 11, and 12 really all go together. It's one vision, one discussion about this event. Let's look today at verses 2 all the way through verse 9. In those days... I, Daniel, was mourning for three weeks. I ate no delicacies, no meat or wine entered my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all for the full three weeks. On the 24th day of the first month, as I was standing on the bank of the great river, that is, the Tigris, I lifted my eyes and looked, and behold, a man clothed in linen with a belt of fine gold from Upaz around his waist. His body was like beryl, his face like the appearance of lightning his eyes like flaming torches, his arms and legs like the gleam of burnished bronze, and the sound of his words like the sound of a multitude. And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision. For the men who were with me did not see the vision, but a great trembling fell upon them, and they fled to hide themselves. So I was left alone and saw this great vision. No strength was left in me. My radiant appearance was fearfully changed, and I retained no strength. Then I heard the sound of his words, and as I heard the sound of his words, I fell on my face in deep sleep with my face to the ground. Well, today we begin this vision, and we don't know what the vision is yet, but this is just the beginning of some supernatural being appearing to Daniel. But today we must notice that what was Daniel doing prior to this supernatural being appearing? Well, it says he was mourning for three weeks. He was fasting. He did not eat meat, no delicacy, nor wine. And so for three weeks, Daniel had been in mourning. He'd been grieving. He'd been fasting, which also implies he'd been praying. And so we know just from previous chapters already in Daniel, Daniel was a man of prayer. He prayed three times a day, even when the king of Babylon had declared it. I'm sorry, the king of Persia had declared it to be illegal. He still did it anyway. We saw that Daniel had prayed, and his response to his prayer, God had sent Michael the archangel to relieve Gabriel, the messenger angel, so that Gabriel could himself come and speak to Daniel face to face. So Daniel is a man of prayer. Daniel's prayers put spiritual put puts into motion the beings in the spiritual realm. And here again, Daniel for three weeks had been fasting and praying and mourning because of the the extreme plight of his people. And we see that once again, God answers the prayers of Daniel and sends him this this supernatural being. Now we're going to, as we go through chapters 10, 11, and 12, this being is not named, though most hold that it is Gabriel once again. But uh, Daniel's going to have this conversation with Gabriel. Gabriel's going to reveal to Daniel this vision. But it is that response to prayer. Let Let me just ask you a question about your own prayer life. Are you a person of prayer? Do you pray often? Do you pray fervently? Do you see God answer your prayers? I would encourage you. This is something that's really been just such a tremendous blessing to me. It's just keeping a prayer log, a prayer journal, 
Or you just write down the things you're praying for. But what's critical to doing this is when God answers those prayers, you go back and you annotate that. You say, hey, God answered this prayer on July the 12th or whatever date it is for you. Um, and you write that date down. And how did God answer that prayer? Because at some point in the future, there's some tough things going to happen again. And you're going to be praying. And you might be tempted to wonder kind of some despairing thoughts like, is God going to answer this prayer? Does God answer my prayers? Well, then you can pick up your prayer journal, open it up and go back and just read of all the times that God truly does answer your prayers. I love something that Pastor Martin does with his family. They have prayer requests. They write them down on a card. And whenever God answers that prayer, they put it in what they call the manna box. And at Thanksgiving, They open their manna box and they go through and they just praise God for all the answered prayers that he has done that year. That is such a faith building experience for you as an individual through your prayer journal or as a family like the Winslows opening up their manna box. And that's something that you can easily do with your family as well. But just to have that time where you write down your prayers, you make specific requests, but you watch God answer. I'm sure if Daniel had kept a manna box, it would have been constantly full. Because he was a man of prayer. And like the scripture says, because we are in relationship with God through Jesus, he promises us to answer our prayers. And so keep that as a record so that in those hard times, God can build your faith. I pray you walk tightly with Jesus today. I'll talk to you tomorrow.